right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Episode 430, here on a Monday. Jack Johnson alongside as well. The hotline for the show and the station is 316-669-4996. Happy Monday, everybody. Text line 316-247-0923. Tell your smart speaker to play KKGQ 92.3. That's us. Tune us on your radio to 92.3 FM when you're in your office, on your device, laptop, or computer. Stream us, ESPNWitch.com. Listen to the podcasted shows at the aforementioned website, ESPNWitch.com. All the old shows are there. Follow us on Twitter. Be our friends on Facebook. We're at our Riverfront Stadium studio today. It's February 27th, and we are headed for a high of 66 degrees today in Wichita. We have a lot of shocker talk to get to, first couple of segments of the show. Overall, pretty successful weekend for shocker sports, baseball, softball, basketball. I'll tell you about that in the next couple of segments. We'll eventually get to some baseball talk. The Twitter question has to do with baseball season at ESPN Wichita on Twitter, so go there. Please vote on our very, very unscientific polls up on the Twitter and vote, retweet, spread the love for us. Talk a little baseball, talk a little Royals. After their first handful of games in the spring, what we've seen, what we haven't seen, and what we'll have to wait till the regular season to be seen. Headlines coming up at 1 o'clock. We got WSU basketball tickets to give away. We have KUNK State basketball to talk about. They continue to keep on keeping on. And I'm old Jack Young as February is winding down, just one more day in the month. And we will turn the calendar to March here in a couple of days. So I'm old Jack Young at the end of the show. And then, of course, we will have the Pulse with Pat Strassman from 2 to 4, just like always. So there you go. There is your show today. That's how you can... Digest it, be a part of it, contribute to it if you want. Highly recommend the text line, 316-247-0923, if you got thoughts about anything that happened over this past weekend. Jack Johnson with our moment of levity to start us off on the right foot here this week. Hello, Jack. Hello, Shane. What kind of concert only costs 45 cents? I don't know. A 50-cent concert featuring Nickelback. (laughs) 
Yeah, you need to tell that one to Pat. See if he laughs. Uh, it's February 27. Today is National Retro Day. It's National Strawberry Day. And it is National Polar Bear Day, also known as International Polar Bear Day. National Kahlua Day. Jack, how long has it been since you enjoyed some Kahlua? Long time, I would say. Ever? Yeah, I've had it once. I'm trying to remember exactly where I did, but it's it's been a while. I would say over five, six years. Recognizing the rich cream coffee liqueur that also serves up a great many delicious desserts. Um, yeah, I'm same. I can't can't tell you the last time I enjoyed Kahlua. Like you had, you know, you had it. You just don't know when. Well, okay. If you've had a white Russian, you've had it. I have. If you've had, and I heard somebody, help me with this. I heard somebody on the plane yesterday, was traveling back to Wichita, mentioned that the highlight of her evening was the espresso martini that she enjoyed. You ever heard of that? Is well, hold on. Is Kahlua an espresso martini? Yep, that's all. Oh, then okay. Then I've definitely had one the last couple months. I'm not a fan of espresso martinis, but I've tried one before, and therefore, I would have had Kahlua. I'd never heard of it. What uh, is it? Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, just tastes like it. It just it tastes like an espresso. Like I think there's even like little chocolate chips in it, kind of. Uh huh. I think so. Very dessert-like drink. Like it's fine if you're into. Expressos. I'm not a big espresso guy, but like I could drink one. I wouldn't order it again. But it's a very, very popular drink item um, among people I know. Kahlua, including but not limited to B-52s, Baby Guinness, Black Russian, Mudslide, White Russian, Espresso Martini, Caribbean Mudslide. And Kahlua is made in Veracruz, Mexico. The more you know. Tomorrow, four days to tell you about on the final day of February. In 1997, on February 27, the godfather of soul, James Brown, proposed to a radio talk show host during the taping of her show. Her name is Rolanda White. She said no. Birthdays, 1807, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, American poet. 1902, John Steinbeck, Grapes of Wrath, East of Eden, Nobel Prize winner for literature. 1932, Elizabeth Taylor, actress for more than 60 years. And 19, uh, 1971, Sarah Blakely, American entrepreneur, developing the company named Spanx in 1998. Sarah Blakely. 52 today. 
So over the weekend, lots and lots and lots of Wichita State sports. And for the most part, it was fairly good news had by all, including yesterday when the softball team and the men's basketball team combined to go to 5-0. and um, Start with the softball team. They have now won seven straight. They were a perfect 4-0 over the weekend. And now they find themselves, softball team does, ranked in the top 25. In addition, the softball team will not leave Wilkins Stadium for about a month. They are home for a long time. And that will start this weekend. Wichita State 12 and 3 after beating Northwestern State and North Texas two times apiece down at the North Texas Invitational. And that on the heels of two wins against Fairleigh Dickinson and one against San Diego the previous weekend. So a seven game winning streak has propelled Wichita State in the top 25. Softball teams 12 and 3. They win over the weekend by scores of 7 to 1 and 5 to 2 over Northwestern State, 8 to 6, 5 to 3 over North Texas. Now, the particulars uh, yes, Sydney McKinney has extended her hitting streak. It's now 33 games, and that's the sixth longest in NCAA history as the Shockers won four games and will come home now for the Black and Yellow Challenge, which will feature two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday at Wilkins Stadium. They will play Saturday against Western Illinois and Bradley. Same two teams on Sunday, just flip-flopped in order. Bradley and Western Illinois. Beyond that, that's when it really gets interesting slash good for the softball team because next Thursday, that's March 9th, so a week from Thursday, I guess, Stanford comes to town for a game at 3 o'clock Thursday afternoon. And then the next day through Sunday, Nebraska and Missouri State come to town to play in the Shocker Classic. So this weekend, you got the Black and Yellow Challenge. Thursday, Stanford. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Shocker Classic. Softball team plays Nebraska and Missouri State. Then you fast forward to March 14th. That's a Tuesday. Arkansas comes to town for a night game at 6 o'clock. After that, the Shocker Invitational, featuring Northern Colorado and Minnesota. And then Kansas on March 21st. So a tremendous string of games at Wilkins Stadium as the softball team can now unpack for a while and enjoy a long, long homestand starting this weekend. The next time that they'll leave... Wichita will be in league play. They got to go to UCF 
March 24th, 25th, and 26th. So the softball team, fresh off a sweep of a 4-0 weekend in Denton, takes a 12-3 record into the Black and Yellow Challenge starting this weekend. The baseball team had some mixed results last week and a half or so, but most recently they played pretty well over the weekend. Now they were supposed to play Utah Tech a game Thursday, two Friday, and one Saturday. And weather or potential weather, expected weather, shuffled the schedule around at least twice. What ended up happening is the schedule actually got moved up to uh, off day, which was Wednesday, and Shockers laid an egg that day, lost 12-4 to to Utah Tech. And at that point, they were 1-3 and three on the year after dropping 2-3 of three to Long Beach State. But after the game Wednesday, the Thursday game was postponed. So the team had all day Thursday sit around and stew. And they ended up playing a Friday game, single game, and a doubleheader Saturday. And the best weather day was Saturday, so it turned out that they made the right decision on that. Well, Wichita State kind of won a grinder 5-3 to three in 10 innings on Friday. It was a game of missed opportunities, really, for both teams. But the Shockers got a couple of big hits in the 10th inning by Garrett Pennington and Peyton Tolley. They hang on to win that one thanks to Caden Favors coming in, finishing up the game five to three in ten innings. And then the Shockers opened up a can on the Trailblazers on Saturday, winning both games in seven innings, ten to three and ten to nothing, and a doubleheader where they hit seven home runs. So Wichita State ends up the trip four and three, and having won four of the last five. The Shocker homestand won't quite be the same as the softball team's homestand, but nonetheless, single games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Eck against Oakland. The Friday and Saturday games will be featured on ESPN+. And the Sunday game, in case you're wondering about that, will give way to the Wichita State USF basketball game. That'll be on the plus instead of baseball. So you're going to have to do without the Sunday game against Oakland as far as ESPN Plus goes. Then the first midweek will be March 7th. Oral Roberts comes to town. ORU opened up against a tough Texas State team down in San Marcos. And then Wednesday, the 8th, Shockers go to Lawrence to take on Kansas. Both those midweek games will be at 3 o'clock. They'll both be on the plus. And then the Shockers come home for a weekend series against Stetson, March 10th, 11th, and 12th. And then, looking a little further ahead before the Shockers hit the road for a weekend series away from home, OU, College World Series participant, will be in Tuesday for the first night game at home. That will be at the Eck Tuesday, March 14th. 
So the baseball team opens up four and three on the year. They dropped two out of three against Long Beach State, one three out of four against Utah Tech. So they will be home for a decent amount of time, much like the softball team coming off their 4-0 weekend as well. And they will play in the black and yellow challenge. Wichita State will take on Oakland for games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it'll be a busy weekend out at the complex between X Stadium and Wilkins Stadium. So lots of action for softball and baseball coming up this weekend. Now, of course, the basketball team was in action on Sunday as well. And we'll get to them here in just a little bit because I think they have commanded now pretty much their own segment when you play a game like they did against Tulane and get the result that they did. I don't think... I have to look at the box score a little closer. I don't think they ever trailed in that game against Tulane. It was a game that Shockers led by as many as 17 points, I think, in the first half. And they also got a rarity from an individual player. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. So when we come back, we'll talk Shocker basketball. They beat Tulane. And... I got to admit, the thought crossed my mind when it came to the Shocker basketball team about the NIT. And after further review, it's probably still a super-duper long shot for Wichita State to get in the NIT, if you're wondering about that or if you're into such things. I'll explain why here in just a little while and also tell you about a rarity as far as an individual performance that Craig Porter Jr. turned in yesterday down in New Orleans. So we'll talk Shocker basketball here in just a little bit. The Twitter question coming up at 1245-ish or so has to do with baseball and how you define the baseball season. We'll talk about that then. We'll also mix in some Royals talk and let you know what Jack and I thought about what and the Royals did over the weekend, and if that's enough to at least even knee-jerk just a little bit in a teeny-tiny sample size, three games over the first weekend of spring training. So we'll have a little baseball talk coming up at the end of the first hour. Headlines, as usual, they will come your way at 1 o'clock. And KU and K-State keep doing what they do, especially over the last week and a half or so, this past week and weekend. So we'll talk about them and how K-State can, they won't do it, but they can breathe a sigh of relief, in my opinion. So we'll talk about them in hour number two. And I'm old Jack Young coming up at the end of the final segment of hour number two, February 27 style. Text line 316 247 0923, and the hotline, if you want to talk, is 316-669-4996. So there you go. When we come back, Wichita State, an impressive wire-to-wire, we think, win over the two-lane green wave and why it's still 
little bit of a long shot for Wichita State to get in the NIT if they're even interested in that. We'll talk about Wichita State men's basketball and their postseason hopes when we come back. It's 12-19 here on a Monday. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Well, can we say spring is here? It might be. It feels like it. But whether you believe it weather-wise or just on the calendar, spring and summer are coming, and you'll likely be more active. So feeling better is probably top of mind. That's where Enhanced Wellness of Derby comes in. Enhanced Wellness Top Program is the Testosterone Optimization Program, T-O-P. That's top. And that increases muscle mass and stamina while decreasing body fat. That's right. And this will get you looking better, of course, but more importantly, feeling better. And speaking of feeling better, if you had a long night out on the town or maybe if you're kind of battling the flu a little bit, Enhanced Wellness can inject new life into you with their IV vitamin infusion. This will rehydrate you, but it will also improve your sleep, energy, and immunity. Enhanced Wellness, they are locally owned, and they'll also give you a free assessment consultation on your very first visit. For more information, visit EnhancedWellnessDerby.com. That's EnhancedWellnessDerby.com. Or call or text 316-358-9780. That's 358-9780, Enhanced Wellness of Derby. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by Ab. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. 
Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I, I told y'all before the season, we got, we got Coach Andy Reid, we got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach Reid, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I think I'm going to hang around. Uh, I'm not going to say dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say dynasty yet. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. It's 1224 here on a Monday. Shane Dennis Show, Jack Johnson alongside. So before we get to, well, we're going to wait a segment before we get to baseball and specifically Royals and talk a little bit about them, a lot. But Jack, did you see the Aroldis Chapman News. I did, and, yes. Annie Rogers. I hate to laugh. I mean, it's not funny, but uh, remind me to get there uh, coming up at 1245 or when we talk about Twitter question. That has to do with baseball. But yesterday in New Orleans, Jerron Pierre Jr., who is from Louisiana, went crazy, scored a season high 28 in his return to Sportsman's Paradise. That's Louisiana. And Craig Porter Jr. on his birthday had a triple-double. And Wichita State beat Tulane 83-76. Now, after seeing that, my mind immediately went to postseason possibilities for Wichita State, if they would be interested in that. And it used to be a no-brainer. I don't know if it is anymore. Uh, But my immediate thought went to the NIT. Like, is there any chatter around Wichita State's men's program? Not within the team. They're not going to be talking about that. But, you know, just anything on the surface by the administrators, the athletic department. Have there been any internal emails being passed around? Like, NIT possibilities. Because you got to prepare for that kind of stuff. And then after asking around a little bit and then kind of more coming to my senses and looking at the standings, there are two games left in the regular season for the Shockers. And one of them's against the top-ranked team in the land, the Houston Cougars in Houston. And they'll they'll uh, end up the season, regular season anyway, with a Sunday game at home against USF, which is 6-10 and 10 in the league. Wichita State currently is sixth in the American. The first five in the league get buys 
at the conference tournament in Fort Worth. And Temple is a team directly in front of Wichita State, a team that they beat. And so Wichita State, if they win the next two, that would be, number one, a huge upset of the number one team in the country. But if they do and get a little help from UCF and Tulane, which are the new the two teams that Temple has to play, they could at least climb the Owls and finish fifth in the league and get a bye in the conference tournament. But kind of answered my own question about NIT possibilities because if Memphis should happen to falter a little bit, and kind of lay an egg in the conference tournament, for example, and miss out on the NCAA tournament, they're certainly an NIT shoe-in. Likewise, Tulane, they're 17-9 and nine overall, third in the American, and even Cincinnati is ahead of Wichita State and have won 10 games in the league, 19 overall. I don't know how you'd feel about it. 15 and 14, 9 and 7 Temple team. Although, if what I just said earlier would be true and Wichita State would jump them, then Tulane would fall to 9 and 9 and they'd be under 500 in the league. But still, there would be three probably more deserving teams ahead of Wichita State in the standings go to the NIT if they would be into that. Now, beyond that, what other postseason basketball tournament is out there that Wichita State would be interested in, that's anybody's guess, and nobody's going to tell you the answer. Certainly not now. That's our job to speculate a little bit. Will Wichita State play in the postseason? Uh, maybe that's a, a Twitter question at, for, you know, some point. And I'm not talking about postseason meaning conference tournament. That doesn't count. But as of right now, they're right smack in the middle of the conference with two games left to play in the regular season and then conference tournament time down in Fort Worth. Unless the Shockers pull off a minor miracle and get some help, it looks like they're going to play Tulsa if they can't get that bye in the first round of the conference tournament. Tulsa, by the way, if you lost track of them, they are circling the drain. They weren't very good to start with, but boy, oh boy, they are limping to the finish. They've lost 10 in a row, and they've only won once inside the conference and 5-23 and 23 overall. In addition to where Wichita State is in the standings, in the net, which is another good metric or tool used by postseason tournaments, Wichita State still is only... 116, even after the road win uh, in New Orleans. And you got to probably get to the top, inside the top 100. I mean, Tulane, for crying out loud, is 94 in the net. So, like I said, it, it crossed my mind, and I allowed it to somehow. But if you think an NIT for Wichita State men, you probably would want to think again. But it's also not over yet. And if they win the last two and then make a run in the conference tournament, 
That'd get them to 19 wins. Um, but anyway, like I said, we cross that bridge when we come to it. But NIT probably not happening, and they'd have to certainly win out in the conference tournament to get to, get to the NCAA tournament. Now, meanwhile, back to the game. Jerron Pierre Jr. had his own personal cheering section, and then some, down in New Orleans. As the Shockers played a team in Tulane that plays at a breakneck pace, as you know, they're, I think, third in Ken Palm in pace of play. And Wichita State did nothing but make shot after shot after shot after shot to not only keep up with Tulane, but make Tulane play catch-up. It was an impressive performance by Wichita State from the floor, from the three-point line, and from the free-throw line. They put together a tremendous offensive game, and I was right. Tulane never led, and Wichita State scores 83 points, led by Craig Porter Jr. in some ways. They're led by Jerron Pierre in points. But Craig Porter Jr. turned in a triple-double. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and also mixed in three steals. Again, the Shocker bench was shrunk as only Isaiah Porbear Chandler played more than five minutes off the bench. That continues to be, again, that'll put you in a blender trying to figure out the rotation off the bench from one game to the next. But the starters played heavy minutes. Except for Kenny Poto. He and Poor Bear basically split the 40 minutes. Poto had seven points and eight rebounds. Poor Bear had four points in his nearly 17 minutes of play. But Wichita State just kept making shots. They were 59% in the first, still respectable 45% in the second. And for them to outscore Tulane kind of gives you a little pause. The good kind. James Rojas continues to play at a tremendously high rate of efficiency. He made 10 out of 12 free throws. And he has found something over the last month plus, certainly since they got into conference play. 22 points, 8 rebounds for Rojas, who played 37 minutes. Pierre's 28. Jaquan Walton only shot four times. In nearly 37 minutes of play, he had five points and six rebounds. But historically, the big story in this one was Craig Porter Jr. becoming just the second shocker in the last 50 years to turn in a triple-double. Fred Van Vliet had held that distinction for the last eight years as the last shocker to have a triple-double. He did it against Missouri State back in 2015. Beyond scoring 28 points, Jaron Pierre had five three-pointers, and that 22 from Rojas was a career high. He had eight rebounds. And for once, Wichita State actually used the three-point line as a weapon. Ten of 22 from there. And they got all kinds of runouts and transition baskets 
had 19 fast break points. Now, Tulane's not particularly interested in guarding for very long, although the statistically in the metrics will say they're not a bad defensive team, which surprised me when I looked them up. But they would rather get up and down and beat you 85-80, to 80, which is kind of what they did in Wichita. game went to overtime, but it was a very high-scoring game in Wichita. And more of the same in New Orleans, except for Wichita State was a team that got out early and stayed ahead, unlike the game in Wichita. Jalen Cook had 30 points in the loss. And Wichita State had some trying times. There were, there were some issues where they saw their lead cut down to single digits um, and probably made the fans a little nervous or a lot nervous considering what happened to Wichita. Got within four, the Green Wave did, before halftime. And within one, about the six-minute mark of the second half, but like the beginning of the game and the last six minutes of the game, Wichita State forced a bunch of missed shots. Tulane only had three buckets in the final six minutes, and Wichita State hit their free throws. And Porter's 10 assists was a new career high, first time he'd ever gotten to 10. And he's now the first player in Shocker history to have at least six assists in six consecutive games. So Wichita State with a solid wire-to-wire offensive performance against Tulane, who is, to me, I mean, Houston is in a class by itself in this league as far as watching them and, I don't know, kind of having an enjoyable team to watch in the American well, and that stands reason because they're number one. But Tulane's fun to watch, too. And I think they're a close second as far as watchability in the league. And Wichita State beat them at their own game. And they'll be on the road again Thursday, taking on Houston. Again, Houston, number one in the nation in the AP. And then Wichita State will come home for the Sunday game. And you Shocker fans, pay attention. That's a 1 o'clock game now. It's 2 on your original schedule. But the USF game is at 1 o'clock, and that will be on, be on ESPNU as well. So that's what Wichita State's got coming up in their next couple of games. Taking on number 1 Houston on ESPN 2 on Thursday night. That's a 6 o'clock game. And 1 o'clock on Sunday and be listening a little bit later on. We'll have some tickets to give away for that Sunday game, WSU and USF, at 1 o'clock. Be listening when we call for you to call, and we'll have a pair of tickets not only today but pretty much the rest of the week. So be listening for that. We also need to remind you wrestling fans that it's time to leave it all on the mat for the fourth year in a row. The 66th annual NAIA Wrestling National Championship is coming to Wichita, March 3rd and 4th at Hartman Arena. 280 of the best college wrestlers in the country will square off for team and individual national championships. The format this year will feature an individual national champion in 10 weight classes, 
a team championship based off the individual finishes, and a double elimination format with the top eight wrestlers in each class earning NAIA All-American honors. All session tickets are on sale. They're between 42 and $53, so certainly a, a bargain if you want to go watch the all sessions. And the day of the event, single session tickets will be on sale. They'll be between 15 and $19. So if you want to wait till the day of the event, that's the cheaper route. If you want to watch them all, they're on sale right now for less than $53. Also, championship session will be live on ESPN3. For more information, head to www.visitwichita.com. That's visitwichita.com. Don't miss it. When we come back, Twitter and a little Royals overreaction after three spring training games because, you know, that's what we do. It's 1239 on a Monday. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, conversion, engagement, and online revenue. If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, check us out at RepairClinic.com. If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. On that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? (laughs) Now you've got an open floor plan. Trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on Bacardi 1.75 liters, just $18.99. And don't forget about Bud Light 24-pack 12-ounce cans, only $22.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated. Excludes 31st Meridian. 
Every day, more sports fans are finding Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3. You can listen to the latest local sports right here. And now you can share your thoughts with us 24-7. Just text 316-247-0923. Want to share your thoughts with the Shane Dennis Show or the Pulse with me, Pat Stropman? Put the new text line in your phone right now. 316-247-0923. A little baseball talk now here on a Monday. Shane Dennis show continues. Royals undefeated. Who are they going to whip up on today, Jack? It's a Brewers, I think. Brewers, yes. Mm-hmm. So they're next. By the way, Royals minus 120. Spring training game if you're real Easy money. If you're in the, yeah, that's, that was what I was going to say next. Um, okay, so first of all, and we'll get to the Twitter here in a second. It has to do with baseball, too. But first of all, the pitch clock made some news over the weekend, I understand, with a walk-off called third strike that ended the game, which I feel like, number one, by the end of spring training, that stuff will take care of itself as far as hitters and pitchers both being more in tune to how much time they really have to get ready for a particular pitch. But overall, and generally speaking, it has and will, there's no doubt in my mind, shorten games and again i don't the jack and i don't really care all that much about how long baseball games are but some people do and i guess most importantly uh, rob manfred does but yesterday's game which the royals won what was eight to seven or maybe nine to six it was a high scoring game And it was over in two hours and 25 minutes. Uh, Saturday's game that saw 15 total runs, two hours and 29 minutes. The opener was two hours and 33 minutes. Jack, do you give a crap about all that stuff? Because it's going to make a difference. It certainly will make a difference, and I think the the most intriguing part of it all is you had some of these shootouts where it's 9-8, 10-9, and they still are being completed in about two and a half hours. And I think yeah. last year, the two and a half hour long game, it's two to one, three to two, one to nothing, something like that, where the pitchers are moving quickly. Uh, I think more than anything, I like to see pitchers get on the bump and, and throw. I'm not really, again, I don't mind the slower pace in baseball. I don't think you ever need to rush a pitcher when it is a part of his game or his philosophy of, I'm going to walk around the mound. I mean, Wade Some Davis guys was, are just slow. Some yeah. guys are just slow. Wade yep. Davis used to walk around the mound all the time in the ninth inning because he just would keep the hitters guessing, and they couldn't get comfortable in the box and kind of get into a rhythm. I'll tell you one person that's going to be thrilled with the faster pace of play is Denny Matthews, who hated it <laughs> when guys would stomp around the mound and step off and hitters are stepping off. I mean, it's it's good, I think, for the game. I know uh, I think it was a month ago or a couple weeks ago we talked about this, and I said, hey, if you don't like the slow pace of play, uh, maybe the game's not for you. 
I, I will say for going to a game aspect, when you bring people, it will probably grow the game a little bit more. Uh, 30 minutes isn't a big difference, or 20 minutes isn't a big difference, but it will feel like I think the game as a whole is moving with a better pace because pitchers are throwing the ball, getting it back, and working on the mound. I mean, I think everybody loves it when you see a pitcher working quickly. That's probably the one part of the game that drags for me a bit is when you have a guy that really takes his time in between pitches. I think Pedro Baez was like the human slow-motion pitcher. Uh, I think he threw for Houston and the Dodgers for years, and I think he'd throw a pitch every 30 seconds. I mean, it was ridiculous. Maybe more than wow. that, maybe 40. I think Josh Stalmont was also incredibly slow. Yeah, he seemed like he was slow, too. Yeah. yeah, and that sometimes is a part of the philosophy, but I think for the game to grow, the game to get quicker with a better pace, better rhythm, uh, having a pitch clock isn't necessarily a bad thing. If it was 10 seconds, that's pushing it a bit because you can't. You don't want to force a guy where now he's at a disadvantage of having to get on the bump and get his signal and then throw the pitch. I think 15 to 20 seconds is exactly right, and so far we're seeing the benefits of it. These spring training games are moving by pretty quickly and the some of this i think you have to include a caveat um when you talk about a, a game that features 15 runs but it's still two and a half hours they're not making mid in mid inning pitching changes that's i think that's kind of a misleading part of the 229 235 whatever they're not going out and yanking anybody mid inning like Keller's got two innings. So-and-so's got two innings. One, 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 one. This is your inning. And so no matter what happens to you, they're not they're not making visits and they're not making changes in the mid-inning. So that is a little misleading when it, when it comes to pace of play and times of the games. Uh, now, to harken back to way back, I always say people of a certain age, and that means old people like me, but the one spring training I went to with the Padres, uh, Randy Myers was on that team. This was at the very end of his career. He was a left-handed closer who was part of the Nasty Boys and the and the Reds in their heyday when they were uh, had that great run in the late '80s. But Randy Myers, and this is to your point, Jack, about closers, and I think closers for the most part work a lot slower than anybody else does because this is the end of the game. This is the ninth inning. Randy Myers would throw a pitch, come all the way down the hill toward home plate, catch the ball back from the catcher, get in the grass, do a semicircle toward third base around the back of the mound, rub up the ball, maybe, maybe not, go to the rosin, climb the hill, get up there, lean in, and then do it all over again. I mean, he, he was – the only time he was on the dirt – is when he was leaning in for the sign or throwing the pitch. The rest of the time, he was off the dirt taking his own sweet time. Now, in his in his prime, he's one of the great closers, kind of like Wade, you know. And if there's ever a time that this pitch clock rule will be relaxed, and I don't know if it ever will, but the answer might be in the ninth inning when you get closers that kind of take their sweet time in between pitches. I don't know if they'll ever relax the rule just for them or just because it's the ninth inning and this is, you know, this is where nobody cares how long the ninth inning takes because this is it. This is the game. But um, I think for the most part, you can find more closers um, that take forever than starters. And I don't think starters remain starters for very long. 
if they work really slow. But that's just a, just an unscientific opinion on pace of play when it comes to pitchers. You're going to have to help me on this one, Jack. Diego Hernandez, uh, separated, non-throwing shoulder, out three or four months. Who is he? Where was he ticketed to go? Uh, how do you feel about that injury? Uh, it's very unfortunate, I think, from a minor league system. And a minor league system right now with outfield guys is pretty thin. I think he was fantastic last year. Spent time, I want to say, between high A quad cities in Columbia. I think okay. he, he was a young guy last year, but definitely put up some pretty good numbers. I think later on in the year, he kind of got some publicity. I remember reading an article from Royals Farm Report kind of putting him out there in the same way that we started hearing about Tyler Gentry again. We started hearing about Michael Garcia. So he was certainly somebody on my radar, not to play this year um, at the major league level, but to maybe rise a little bit and maybe by the end uh-huh. of the year have a chance to be playing in AAA for Omaha, assuming some of those guys had been promoted from Omaha to Kansas City. But looking at his numbers from last year, I mean, it projected to be very well. He had a batting average of balls in play in quad cities of 337, 361 mm-hmm. with uh, a a ball Columbia also had 28 extra base hits with quad city. So he was a guy, I think in the running, if not already gotten the spot of the starting center field job in quad cities to begin the year, but very unfortunate had that dislocated shoulder so early on into spring training. He's a guy that I think down the road will have an outside chance. It also though is very dependent on what some of these guys ahead of them are going to project to be. You know, you still have guys like Nick Lofton who homered on Saturday you know, Tyler Gentry, another one of those names. Uh, who knows where Kyle Isbell, Edward Olivares are in two or three years. But never, ever, ever bad to have outfield depth. And especially in Kansas City, outfield depth has been a problem for the last five to ten years in the Royals farm system. All right, so I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Nick Lofton, because um, by all accounts, he looks good. Now, a lot of people look good in spring training. Uh, but two guys that don't figure to, at least on the surface, make the big league club out of spring training, and that's Nick Lofton and Fran Mil Reyes. You got overreactions on those two guys just yet? I think Fran Mil Reyes is almost a shoo-in at this point to make the roster. I thought even if he did have a bad spring, he was going to make the roster because J.J. Piccolo mentioned in the offseason one of the things that he wanted to do was go out there and get a middle-of-the-lineup type of bat, a corner outfield bat, because the Royals are always looking for a corner outfield bat. I think for Fran Mil Reyes, it's unfortunate Drew Waters got hurt, but I think that does almost solidify him a spot as the DH because where in the beginning, when Waters was in the running to win the center field job, the Royals were not going to put Fran Mil Reyes, I think, over a guy like Kyle Isbell or Edward Olivares. But right. now with Drew Waters out for quite a bit, you'll have Isbell in center, you'll have Melendez in left, we might guess, or right, and then you'd have Olivares in left field, which then, of course, opens up the DH spot, which was when going to go to Olivares if Waters won the opening day job. But now I think that is pretty much Fran Mil Reyes' spot to lose. And it's also a guy that I think for what they got for him, incredibly valuable. I mean, the Royals made a handful of signings, handful of trades throughout the offseason. I'm not sure there's one at better value than Fran Mill Reyes. And not to say that Fran Mill Reyes is going to go out and win the Silver Slugger Award for DH or he's going to smash 35 or 40 home runs. There's still a good chance he's DFA'd in like May or June. But I think for what you got him for 
and the area of need that you were looking for in the offseason, a DH bat, a corner outfield bat, there's no better value there than a 27-year-old Fran Mill Reyes. If Fran Mill was 30 or 31, I'm going, all right, I mean, it's fun to have him on the roster for two months. He's only a couple months older than Edward Olivares. Like, there is a, a non-zero chance that he does thrive in Kansas City with the, the hitting coach like an Alex Zumwalt, working with a guy like Keone Duren, maybe even getting some tutelage in the spring training with a guy like Drew Saylor. And he rekindles that 2020-2021 version of Fran Mill Race, where he's bopping 30 home runs and his WRC Plus is north of 120. Like, that's the exact type of guy the Royals need in the middle of the lineup. And good for J.J. Bacolo. Just going back to the division and saying, hey, Fran Mill Reyes kind of tormented us for a couple of years with Cleveland. I think he pairs nicely in this lineup. And if he does thrive, maybe you do want to hold on to him. He's got club control. He's 27 years old. You could have him as your DH for the next couple of years if you're not willing to maybe move Vinny Pasquantino to DH full-time when Nick Prado's ready to go again at first base because he has better defense. I kind of like that 3-4-5 for Kansas City right now with Salvi, Vinny, and then Fran Mill Reyes. Of course, I'd like to see better plate discipline from Salvi and Fran Mill. Maybe that's not going to happen, but I think when you have that type of power in such a young lineup, it can maybe sneak up on you a little bit that the Royals could have maybe a little bit of an above-average lineup because they went out and got guys that were so counter against what they preached for years. Fran Mill's a guy that strikes out a lot, but he walks a lot and he hits the ball hard. Royals never had many uh, many of those guys, and they also never made moves like that in the past. They'd go after guys that maybe put the ball in play, didn't get on base a lot, and that were fast. He's the complete opposite. You know, he is yeah. an anti-Royal, if you will. But I do think it's almost a lock at this point for Fran Milrace to make the roster. As for Lofton, he looks bigger, doesn't he? I mean, he yeah. really, really beefed up. I saw David Lesky saying that as well. I'm hoping that he does crack the Kansas City lineup at some point this year. The positive, if I can speak to the listeners here about Nick Lofton, he's very flexible. He was a shortstop in college, can also play second. He played a little bit at third last year with AA Northwest Arkansas, and they also moved him to the outfield. So having that flexibility, being a utility man, that'll get you more doorways into Kansas City as if he was just locked into one spot. Getting back to Fran Mill Reyes for a second. If he makes the club, he's got to be put on the 40-man, and somebody's got to be taken off. Well, um, who I'm, I'm actually, I won't, I won't, I won't back you into a corner just yet, but that's the downside of, uh, these guys that are invited in spring training that you, that you pencil into the, you know, going, going north with the club on March 30th. If I'm not mistaken, I think that Diego Hernandez was on the 40 band. Okay. So, so you can pump him over to the him 60 IL. 60 yeah. day. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And, and that's the other thing, too, that we continue to, to preach and say, that these things kind of have a way of working themselves out. Guys who get hurt, um, guys get DFA'd, th- things happen. Things will shake out, and attrition is a thing even in spring training. All right, uh, real quick, let's get to the Twitter, and then got a giveaway. The Twitter is at ESPN Wichita. When's baseball season? It already is when the WBC starts, MLB opening day. When is baseball season? MLB opening day, 54.5%. It already is 41% when the World Baseball Classic starts, 4.5%. All right. On Sunday, Wichita State plays USF. In basketball, it's senior day. It's final regular season game of the year. It's at 1 o'clock, not 2. 
But it is at 1 o'clock, and it is at home. And if you can go, and you can come by Riverfront Stadium and pick up the tickets, I got two for you. So call Jack right now. Be caller number 4, 316-669-4996. Two tickets to Wichita State USF basketball finale at home, 1 o'clock. Caller 4, 316-669-4996. If you can come by and pick them up, fire away, and good luck. We are right on top of the hour. The Can't Equip Case IH Red Zone Hour. Headlines are coming up next. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.